Welcome to Thoughts on the Market. I'm Mike Wilson, Chief Investment Officer and Chief U.S. Equity Strategist for Morgan Stanley. Along with my colleagues bringing you a variety of perspectives, I'll be talking about the latest trends in the financial marketplace. It's Monday, January 6th at 9 a.m. Eastern, so let's get after it. Welcome to 2020 and welcome to a new decade. While the start of a new decade might conjure up thoughts of big changes, it's unlikely we see many in the near term for markets that have been dominated by financial repression for the last 10 years. More specifically, as we enter 2020, market participants find themselves paying higher prices for everything, especially high-quality income or growth securities. More specifically, stocks are trading at some of the highest valuations in a decade, while interest rates and credit spreads are near their lowest level in history. At this point, everyone understands that 2019 was a year of disappointing growth, offset by monetary policy by central bankers around the world. Cutting interest rates is a fairly normal policy action when growth is slowing. However, quantitative easing is an aggressive policy typically reserved for times of crisis. With unemployment at the lowest in 50 years and inflation close to 2%, we are far from a crisis or even a recession. So why has the Fed expanded its balance sheet by close to $400 billion since September, with plans to expand it even further over the next three to four months? The argument made by the Fed is that it's necessary for the economy to run smoothly, Without these excess reserves, the banking system would not be able to function properly as evidenced by the stresses in the repo market that began in September. While that's true, there are material side effects on the markets that investors need to consider. First, the Fed's purchases crowd out private investors from the treasury market, which then forces these investors to buy something else. In short, prices go up not only for treasury bills, but for securities out the yield and risk curves. Second, the stronger bid for Treasury securities leads to lower interest rate volatility. And since Treasuries are the discount rate for all risky securities, it leads to lower volatility for all assets too. Third, prices rise, which attracts uninvested capital seeking a return. Higher prices are like a magnet to momentum investors, while lower volatility allows everyone to hold higher levels of risk than they otherwise would. Why does this matter for your investments? In the short term, active participation by central banks in the financial markets creates higher returns for investors as asset prices are inflated beyond fair value. This is a good thing for those who are fully invested. And even those who buy assets today, assuming the central banks continue to remain active, something we expect for the foreseeable future. However, financial repression does have a cost. Higher returns today mean lower returns tomorrow. Because one thing we know about future returns is that the higher the price you pay, the lower the return over the long term. In short, financial repression takes returns from the future for the benefit of current investors. Turning to recent events, tensions in the Middle East led to the worst day for equity markets in a month last Friday. Given the very strong fourth quarter, we think equity markets could fall a bit further over the next few weeks. Higher oil prices are a bigger concern for international regions that don't have their own supply. India and Japan come to mind as the most vulnerable in that regard and appropriately had the biggest declines overnight. With financial repression alive and well, however, a major correction is unlikely, particularly for the S&P 500, which is the most defensive equity market in the world. Our advice, let markets digest a little bit of last year's returns, but get ready to buy this dip later this month. Thanks for listening and tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for our latest thoughts on the market. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or a solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you.